Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. This episode is part of a new series that I will be dropping every Sunday called Moms Inspiring Moms. Hope you enjoy it. Love you. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. I'm excited to be here to record an episode of the Moms Inspiring Moms. And I have Michelle here, and she's a Chicago native and has lived in St. Helena for 20 years. She is well-versed in the communities of Napa and Sonoma Valleys, such beautiful places. After managing years of managing high-end restaurants, designing extraordinary events in wine country, contract negotiations, and bringing new companies' success through her marketing skills. Michelle is currently excelling in real estate woo, and working on her next children's book. She is also an active volunteer in the Napa Valley community and schools, but her pride and joy is raising her now 13-year-old son, Mickey. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited that you're here today. I am too. Thank you for having me. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. So um, that was a an awesome introduction, but is there anything you'd like to add on to that? I'm really happy to be here. Good. And um, no, no, I just, uh, you know, I like to, you know, I'm a mom before I am anything else. Yeah. And uh, that is definitely what inspires me, I think, to do everything else, being a mom because I'm, because someone else's life depends on me. Yes. And I love, that's why I did mom boss because I am also a mom. And then that inspired me to create the podcast, inspired me to like, just keep going and keep growing. And so let's talk about mom life. Let's talk about your son, Mickey, because I know there's an interesting story there. Yes. So um, mom life is uh, really busy, but, uh, you know, a lot of the big struggles are behind me, I think, um, as far as, you know, I, I knew I always wanted to be a mom uh, and got married and, you know, did all the things in the right order. And uh, when we wanted to get pregnant, that wasn't happening. So um, we, instead of trying uh, other, you know, kind of methods to help us get pregnant, we decided to adopt. Okay. Um, my, Mickey, my son Mickey was in an orphanage in Russia and he was 16 months when we met him, 18 months when we brought him home. Wow. He was a healthy, smiley little, little boy, made us very happy. And about two months after having him here, we realized he was uh, profoundly deaf in both oh. ears. So something they didn't tell us, but we did everything possible to get on the fast track. And here in California, we're very fortunate to have really great doctors and hospitals and uh, above anything, I think sort of like connections to move on that fast track. And he, uh, Mickey was approved to have bilateral cochlear implants, which was a big step because uh, when you find out your child is deaf, you have to make a huge decision if you want a um, speaking and hearing child or a signing child. 
So uh, we wanted a speaking child and we knew it was going to be a long path, but I was no doubt, I, I was 100% motivated and definitely committed to Mickey's, whatever Mickey needed, whatever I could do to give him um, a full and prosperous life as a typical child. And, you know, I, I did go to school for teaching, even though I ended up in the restaurant business and everything else and now real estate. And uh, I had some experience with special ed. Definitely, I had more patience than I ever imagined that I would. And after... Uh, after Mickey was implanted, we, I also, his dad and I uh, went through a divorce. Uh, we were married fairly young and kind of grew, grew apart. And I, you know, some things are a blessing in disguise and I was able to just dedicate all of my time to Mickey. And uh, I was kind of, I was working part-time, you know, off and on at points when I could, but mostly taking Mickey to speech, uh, private speech three times a day, uh, three times a week and getting him involved in every sport possible. You know, he had cochlear implants. So we had a lot of speech to go to, but they're these like little magnets, if you don't know that stick on the outside of his head. And <clears throat> um, that didn't stop us from doing anything, uh, whether it was gymnastics or soccer and tennis and today, and he still loves to play tennis and wow soccer sometimes, but it all led to uh, a beautiful path, hard, a hard, you know, it took some true grit uh, for me and Mickey, but with being, you know, positive every step of the way, uh, it led us to where we are today. And he is 13 and he's thriving in a typical school environment. Wow. He actually is at a uh, farm school, Montessori school here, and still goes to speech three times a day, still plays tennis. And uh, while I was working from home during COVID, I wrote uh, my first children's book called Mickey on the Move. And it sort of explains to everybody what exactly are cochlear implants or how Mickey might hear differently in his struggles. Wow. I love that. And he totally inspired the book. And let's talk about boss life. You did all these different things and you had your teaching, you had a teaching credential, you said, yes. and then you went into um, restaurants, restaurants, <laughs> planning events. How do you think that led you to where you are today? Uh, I think every job that I had, including like my very first job when I was a babysitter at age 11, I think, and I was the oldest of three girls, prepared me to be, prepared me for motherhood. And how do I think every job prepared me for, you know, where I am today? Number one is the learning about diversity. Uh, you know, I, I was able to see talk to, uh, you know, communicate with all different sorts of people. You know, I was a bagger at a grocery store when I was 15 and then a checker. And I took so much pride and joy in that job. And I loved talking to people. I've always loved talking to people, but I also love learning from people yeah. as well. And, you know, when you work late night hours, whether it's 
at a at a grocery store or in a restaurant, you know, you see maybe some different sides of people. And I always was like wanted to listen and I always wanted to learn. And I was very curious. I mean, from a young as a young child, I was always very curious, always listening to the adult conversations. And you and I I learned I, I you learn from all of it. And you know, but all along, I had never met anyone with cochlear implants. So this right. new experience was a def- was definitely, you know, a challenge. And I think I've been given a lot of challenges. And uh, something my grandmother always says is, God doesn't give you what you can't handle. Yes, you can handle it because he gave it to you. I love that. Um, so you're doing real estate now. Uh, Tell us about how you juggle that and all the other mom things you're doing. <laughs> well, uh, writing the book was easy because it was from the heart and it's uh, a children's picture book. And I, I never thought I would be an author at all because, I mean, I was, I was a good student, but like not very, you know, by any means some brainchild or anything like that. And <laughs> And I just, you know, I, I do like everybody to feel like loved and, you know, I've always sort of, and my son is like this too. He, he just, he never wants anyone else to feel sad. Yeah. And I think it's because we know what it feels like inside to be sad and, and you just want, you know, especially in this world, you want the best for, for everyone. Yes. And, you know, it's, he's, he's had like, you know, his little friend, Lola, who happens to be my best friend's daughter and godchild who kind of helped him out when he, cause he's been to several different schools because he had to go to a special school when he was implanted and, you know, and all, all those things. And, um, how do I juggle it? Well, I pray a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I meditate. <laughs> you good. <laughs> I do yoga and Pilates and yoga right. is kind of like the relaxing, but I, with any type of like exercise where it actually takes, you know, your brain, it's the one way that I can focus on something other than the millions of things like, you know, laundry, driving to doctor's appointments or speech and open houses and, you know, clients and what I'm cooking for dinner. It's, yes. it's like that, my one time of rest during my Pilates or yoga or meditation where I can, my brain is focusing on something else because it's forced to. Yeah. I love that. Um, so what, why real estate and why'd you get into that? Uh, well, I wanted something where I could like work for myself Okay. and with real estate, I was my own boss. Uh, you know, I have a broker and things like that, but I, I wanted the flexibility to continue with Mickey mm-hmm. to drive him to everything and be able to, you know, really engage when I needed to. And for me to be able to take him to speech and me to cook, be home cooking dinner for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wasn't quite making enough money, I guess, when, you know, doing the other jobs. Yeah. And, and I wanted to create my own schedule. And honestly, I, I wanted to open a juice shop and cause health is very important. And 
through Mickey, um, you know, he, I mean, all boys are very active. They need to be active. I have a, I have a, I'm fortunate enough, like we have a trampoline and he oh, can go yeah. anytime he wants and they need to get that energy out. And now that he's at this farm school, he has really excelled because he gets to move around a lot. And, you know, I also like have always had jobs where I get to move around a lot because I'm not a desk person. Right. And I envisioned real estate as somewhere where you just sit at a desk. So when I was, you know, trying to do this venture of open a juice shop with another girlfriend of mine. And we wanted to make it like a juice shop where with a daycare and, and workout so that moms can go. Yeah. And it was, it was geared towards moms. Yeah. You know, maybe I would have called it mom boss. Maybe there's yeah. still time. Yeah, there is always time. <laughs> and, and, you know, a place where a mom can come, her kids are being watched, you know, she could grab a quick, healthy snacks, her child too. And, um, but getting back with nutrition, you know, you can, we can all function better if we're giving our bodies proper nutrition. I mean, something we always have around is like almonds yeah. and tons of fruit. And now I have, a, you know, I have a garden and, you know, I learned with, with Mickey when they wanted to sort of like medicate him for his attention. And yes, that can be very helpful. And also children need the proper nutrition in, in order to focus in a proper environment. Yeah. But all along, and the whole juice thing was going to be very complicated and cost too much money that I did not have. Yeah. And, and so from there, people are like, why don't you just go into real estate? You'd be great. And I was like, I cannot have a desk job. <laughs> but I didn't realize it was tons of moving around. Yeah. And, and so, and it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I, a woman that has been in real estate for 35 years, you know, when people found out I was studying, they were like, you know, do you want to come work in our office? And oh. I mean, the cards were all, all in a line, in alignment. And I'm really happy at the office that I'm at because it's like, like our whole little town, like a family. That's Mickey's so awesome. Mickey's comfortable going everywhere. And, uh, and I, the reason that I can uh, be successful with my own career and have time to do a book plus you know, my own social life and volunteer and do, do anything. And plus cook, you know, three meals a day is because, you know, we live in a, in a very uh, good place that prioritizes good morals nice. and healthy lifestyle. So how did you find this magical place? Were you always there? <laughs> no, I'm from Chicago. Oh yeah. So, but my great grandparents always had a farm Okay. And I go out there on Sundays, always with my mom and we would, you know, do the chickens and pick apples and there was a garden and cows and I always loved nature. And as I got older, I always wanted to be outside and went to dance camps that were outside. And I actually met Mickey's dad um, while I was managing a restaurant in Chicago. And I was at a sort of like convention for wine. And at the time, you know, I had a lot to do with the wine list and I was, at, I went to wine school and Mickey's dad is actually a wine uh, maker and okay. a farmer. And so we met there and exchanged numbers and were just, you know, friends on the phone for probably six months before I ever came out to California oh, Okay, and Napa Valley. And you know, he lived on a property with his grandmother's house. Oh, wow. You know, like 
50 yards from his house and his dad's house on the property. Like a compound. (laughs) Yeah. And everything was, you know, Chicago, it's like high heels and fancy. (laughs) I had my high heels on, but I was still like running through the dirty. (laughs) But I just, it was nature. And the small community is something I really, really fell in love with. And I think, I think it just all was meant to be. Yeah. And, and the reason that Mickey um, is, you know, succeeding today also is because we're in this beautiful community. That's so awesome. So, um, so let's talk about Mickey on the move and you created it. So you didn't want other moms or parents to go through the journey alone. That's what it's yeah, well like. that that that's a huge part of it. Yes. And but also so- because I I really what I really wanted uh was awareness. Okay. I wanted there to be awareness. And the only and like I've had so many many life challenges and the and I was, you know, sometimes afraid to ask for help because I felt like everybody else's, you know, problems or issues or questions were more important than mine. And but the truth is every, everybody, every question, there are no wrong questions. There are, there are right answers out there. Uh, but you know, you, you, education is what everything comes down to education. And for, for Mickey, um, you know, his speech is still not perfect. And it's sometimes hard if if it's somebody that's not always around us to understand him and you know he would be like trying to like take off his little magnet on his ear and be like I have a I have a computer in my head and you know this is the thing that attaches and you know he has he has a lot of little cousins and they interpret it different ways and you know one of them once said well Mickey's kind of cool he's like half robot (laughs) and uh I mean, anyway, you look at it and, you know, parents here are very involved. And so there's not really bullying or teasing or things like that, but you have to worry. And we, him and I started out at schools in San Francisco and then went to another town 45 minutes away for three years because they had a special day class for uh, deaf and hard of hearing. And, you know, I mean, he wasn't in like a mainstream classroom until he was in the fifth, fourth grade. And, but still, you know, playing sports and you just, you just never know. And uh, so it was now he, I mean, we went on a, we went on a trip just recently and, you know, he takes the book with us, you know, and, and he'll, and he brought it up to like, I was like, okay, we're going to go to this cooking class. And he brought it in his backpack with him. And so we get to the cooking class and I was, I got a phone call or something and I was still outside. So he took the book and he started showing it. I mean, I couldn't believe it. They're like, you know, your son just came up here and he started showing us this book. That's and so like, awesome. You know, because I think, you know, he was really at a point of frustration trying to explain, you know, because his receptive is excellent, but we're right. still working on, you know, his language and, yeah. Thank God we have his, you know, wonderful speech teacher who has been with us for, you know, a decade now. And, you know, she's like part of our family too. <laughs> wow. So you created this book and it sounds like Mickey's so proud of it. 
Um, and you're talking about another book. So what's your vision? What's your um, next step for you as a mom boss and as an author? Well, uh, I encourage every mom boss out there to, to share your story in some way. And, you know, this is like a really colorful picture book and it's not long, it's no novel. And, you know, it's just, it's a way to advocate for your child and also bring awareness to about something. And I, I, I'm not, I said, I'm not an author and I have, I thought I had zero writing skills and my book won four awards already and it hasn't even been out a year. So I was right, right away encouraged by the publisher to, to write another book. And, you know, this book is kind of just a day in the life of Mickey and I'm in it, but I, um, the, the next book that's coming out, hopefully by Christmas, is going to be called also Mickey on the Move Farming. Oh, so it'll also it's be Mickey be on the Move. a whole series. Right. And yeah. it could talk, it's going to talk about how he spends time in the vineyard with his dad and then at home here with me and our chickens and in the garden and school. Exciting. Well, I can't wait to get Mickey on the Move and get the series. I see a whole series happening because you could talk about sports, you could talk about just school in general, even school bullying. Like, yeah, yeah, I hope so because there's 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 a, there's a lot to be discovered and there's a yeah. lot to be talked about and and I think it really just provokes other people to not be afraid to ask questions or share your story. Yes, and and look at all of our differences as blessings. Yes, so I'm gonna ask for your advice for the mom boss who's in this community um, that is like, what do I do? Like in the help phase, like I need help. Like how do you encourage her to seek it um, and go move forward? Um, well, help in any situation as a mother or with whatever you have, I say just start opening your mouth. Yes. Because, you know, if you mention it somewhere at the grocery store, if you mention it, you know, at a yoga class yeah. or to another parent at school or to a teacher, somebody knows something that someone that's going through something similar to what you are going through. No experience is that new. And although no feelings are the same, we all we all like the Beatles song, we all get by with a little help of, from our friends and our community. And, and you never know who you could be helping by just simply sharing what you're going through. Ooh, I love that. And I got goosebumps. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your story. Where can people find you and find the book? I have a website, michellewagnerauthor.com. You are an author. You just said it. <laughs> Yes, yes. Another, I can give you my real estate website. Too. No, uh, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I am, you know, I am Michelle Wagner with Michelle with two L's and Michelle Wagner uh, author.com is where you will find um, information about the book, the materials and okay. that, uh, anything else and how if you need to reach out to me or anything like that. Awesome. I will share all that information in the show notes so everyone has it. But thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time and for finding the Mom Boss Motivation Podcast. I'm sure your story will help many people around the world and in 
the community. So that's why I created it to share stories around the world. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with all your mom bosses and I hope you take some nuggets away from this episode. Let's connect. Join the Mom Boss Motivation community on Facebook or follow me on Instagram at Mom Boss Motivation. Love you. Bye. Thank you.